WMQA. Hello and welcome to a rare on-location episode of WMQA. I'm Dan Grote. And I'm Matt Lazowitz. And this week we're coming out of our Rona Caves to uh, check out the new second location of my local comic shop, Level Up Entertainment, uh, now in Maze Landing and Summers Point, New Jersey. Uh, please welcome some of the staff from the shop and I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Scott. I'm Joe. And I'm Greg. Uh, so, uh, starters, I guess let's get into a little bit of like background history here. How long has uh, each of you been with Level Up? Greg, I know you're like day one. Yeah, day one. Sean and I are we're the original owners. Um, we've been open since 2007, I believe it yeah, was. So, 2007, so 14 yeah. years of this August will be, well, yeah, 14 years in this August I would be with the company. Wow. I've been around almost as long. Uh, I used to work back at our... Uh, our original Pet Boys location days. I'd work one day a week and just get paid in my comics for that week. Um, but since then, this has become my full-time, you know, career, more or less. I guess I'm the the youngin of the group of like official, but uh, I've been I've been behind the scenes since day one. He's been our uh, pretend HR department for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I helped I helped set up the first store, second store, second store <laughs> on the same in the same spot, and then in the First store in the mall, the second store in the mall. So I've always been around, but now I'm more in the official capacity side. Um, you know, uh, so what, what's kind of like if you were to give like a brief history of the store? Because it did start out in, like you said, uh, you know, EHT, right in this kind of kind of little corner next to a Pep Boys. Yeah, it wasn't even a corner really. It was like behind the Pep Boys, literally. Like yeah. we're in the corner spot, but you couldn't see it because we were Pep Boys blocking us from the road. Um, but yeah, like, I actually when I uh, worked for Worked for GameStop for a lot for a lot of years. I hired Sean through. I met him through um, Suncoast. He was working there, and I pouched him, poached not pouched, poached <laughs> him from there to work for me. Um, and then we, you know, after you know, he was working with me for a little while. Then he moved to the other locations at GameStop, and we were just talking like we both had kind of had the same type of dream when we were growing up. We wanted to have a, I wanted a comic book slash video game store. He wanted a video game store because you know, passionate about that stuff and. Through some circumstances, um, good and bad, um, we were able to make that happen, and that's the short of it. <laughs> yeah, say, Greg, I remember when you guys were talking about opening the store because you worked at the the down the the first floor game. Store. I was the manager, sir. Yeah, well, but you were <laughs> managers still work there, um, and I was working at the Suncoast in the mall at the time. And I remember, you know, so there's a lot of crossover between the GameStop and you know the Suncoast people. We'd all buy stuff at each other's stores, so we all sort of knew each other. But I remember you came in to Suncoast one day and like, man, I hate this. I'm going to go open my own video game store and we're going to sell <laughs> comics and stuff. I was like, oh, if you need help, let me know. <laughs> but uh, I remember that being like the genesis for the store. And then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go check that out and became my the comic shop. And then, you know, I just never left. We talked to you, right? Yeah, I know. You were invaluable in the beginning because yeah. Sean and I worked seven days a week, all day, every day for the first year. Then we decided to take... Uh, every other Sunday off each other, so you know we then it was like four, 13 days in a row working with each other, seven days a week or you know 24 hours a day or whatever. And then with the help of Scott and some other friends, like they Joe would take over like take over the spot once in a while if we both needed a night off or like we would have like days off where I'd be by myself and Sean would be by himself just because you know after a year and a half plus of working with each other at long you know you know we we got along like brothers or whatever else, but mm -hmm. like it's, it was it was very uh, it was difficult yeah it was difficult <laughs> at some points but you know. And um, we made it work. Suncoast. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents about Suncoast video. <laughs> What's video? Videotape? What? Well, you see, it was owned by the same people who owned Sam Goody. Kids, ask your parents about <laughs> Sam Goody. Yeah, no, no, because I used to work for them, and I used to work for the FYE. It was the same company. It's called Transworld Entertainment. Uh -huh. And they made their own movies and stuff, and they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can go on a whole podcast on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But, uh, yeah, so all that history has brought up to this point. You guys are opening a, a second location uh, apart from the mall uh, here in, in Summers Point. Uh, how long has this been in the works for? It's been in the, in the Sean, and, uh, Sean and myself and probably, you know, Becca, Scott, and everybody else's mind for a while. Because uh, after the mall got sold to this, the new company, we were kind of like thinking, you know, because we've heard some things about this new company um, that wasn't, weren't so great. So we kind of were thinking, oh, you know, we got to make sure our options are there, like whether we have to leave or go some or have a second location, or whatever else. 
the first point was like, oh, maybe we should maybe we figure out if we have to leave, let's find figure out a plan. So we we just kind of like talking and talking about this was like probably 2019, 2018. I forget exactly when it was because um, this year's been a blur for everybody. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it was just always a thought, like you know, what what can we do that kind of stuff. And then come 20 early 20. Early, no, late 2019, yeah. I believe this Bricksmore came to the mall and was like, "Well, if, you know, if, if you're looking for, you know, we're you know, we're looking for people to be in our plaza. You know, here's a name number." Um, Wait, they came into the mall looking to fill their yes, their, yeah, oh, that happens a lot actually with a lot of like I've gotten uh, things from um, especially yeah, like Cum Cumberland yeah. Mall and. Um, Paramus Mall is really weird because these people it's, are it's searching. They can talk to mom and pop stores yeah. easier than it is corporations because, like, you come into the store and uh, there's a 100% chance you meet someone who owns a piece of the store. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're, we're chatting for a little bit and, you know, um, <clears throat> and, I, and I remember saying to him, I don't, again, this might have been the second time he came in because I was like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we, know, we don't know what we're doing. And the second time he came, I think it was early 2021? No, no. No, it, whatever it was. But then he said, well, you know, we, we maybe we could work with you. You do a pop up shop maybe summertime. I'm like, oh, you do that? I'm like, all right. Well, let me think about it. You know, this was I think summer 2019 or early 2020. I forget exactly what it was. Probably early 2019, early middle 2019. And um, I was talking to Sean about it. Everybody else like, oh, you know, maybe it's an option. Like if we can get you know enough staff or whatever else to, why not? You know, how much work to put into it? Like could we get a spot that had. Um, you know, slat wall already, so like, what was those costs and type of stuff? And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, actually, in February, right before COVID hit, he came in again and was talking, oh, let's let's talk about things. And um, that happened. And then. Yeah, so yeah, right. At the beginning of last year, before COVID hit, yeah. we were actively looking for a second location. Yeah. And then. Uh, or, or a new first location. <laughs> yeah, but we were looking at it as a, a second location, if we could do that. But um, it, as soon as. As soon as we were starting to make progress on that, like everything started shutting down, and it, our priorities had to shift to like, you know, how do we make money when you know people can't come out to the store? Yeah. And fortunately, we had already spent a lot of time and, and energy in the past couple of years building up our, our web store in the front in infrastructure, and so we were able to mostly transition, not completely seamlessly, like. You know, it was definitely a step down in terms of money coming in every week, but <laughs> we weren't completely shut out, which was good because, um, you know, it was a little scary in the beginning there. Like, all of a sudden, like, the governor's like, well, you can't be open. Or, well, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, Thankfully, we were able to get the PPP loan, which saves us, you know, so we could pay. Yeah, we were able to start employees, working from home again. Like, working from home, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. And, like, we did, the kind of Scott, Scott was saying, like, we, we did a lot of research. We are looking at, like, we all kind of got together as a group and, like, decided, like, well, let's see. That's all looking like I looked at Cape May County, some people looked at Atlanta County, mm -hmm. Ocean County, see what, where we can go. It's not like su super um, populated because, like, you know, the West, like, that for there is like, there's so oh, yeah. There's it's just so like a Starbucks. You can find this, a different comic shop. You walk up the street, oh, there's another comic shop. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like we wouldn't go there, but there's a lot of competition that way. But yeah. then, we, then we, you know, saw like there's a lot of opportunity here and even like further up north, there's like Zaps, I think, and Conquest. There's not, but there's not as many. Mm -hmm. um, and then this space popped, got on our radar because um, because of, of um, bricks were coming in, and I, th I don't know if the pl place was still Olympia Sports or not, or they just left or whatever else. It's like let me ask you know what the deal with this with this spices and I we, we gave them a number of what we can do and they're like sure and that's kind of like I was like <laughs> all right I have to fight this cool like so yeah so here we are uh, long story long I guess but uh, <laughs> um, you know it's it was it's been in the making for at least. A year and a half, maybe two years. Again, I, time well, is. Twenty twenty doesn't sort of count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say this area is also really uh, exciting for a lot of reasons, though. A, they're building that Target up, so that's going to be opening up soon. Oh yeah. Um, there's a uh, you know there's a, a lot of uh, I used to live around the like literally around the corner from here, uh, from the new spot, um, and it's like always this area is always busy. There's yeah. so much traffic. Shoprite's always busy. It's mm -hmm. Right down from the. We're Ocean City. Yeah, I would say we're yeah we're across the bridge from Ocean City. Like I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of exciting reasons for us to open up here, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to open it up. Like you know, we have the windows kind of boarded up right now, just uh, or papered up, so people can't look in and see you know all the. <laughs> the half measures we have going on at the moment. Well, you also want to create the allure, the yeah, mystery. Yeah, exactly. You want to have the mystique. 
Uh, no, no comics fun. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, when we were first like in here checking things out, you know, we, the windows were open and it's all, you know, we have a ton of like, I'm so excited for all the natural light. But um, <laughs> you can just see there's like 5,000 cars and people walking around like all the time. We got a nice cool seating area out front. Um, there's all this, I don't know, I'm really, really excited. Uh, at, the, at this point, is there an official, you know, opening day for, for you guys? I don't want to uh, jinx it, but probably the next week or two is okay. where as long as we get to sign up and our inspections pass, it's closer than not. So like a week or two is my hope, um, but don't hold me to that. Yeah, <laughs> the main things holding us up are like stuff that's mostly out of our hands, like the inspections. I think the paperwork's all been filed now, right? Yes, all the paperwork's been filed. We have a mercantile license already. Just got the inspections. Um, this, we got the sign being built. Uh, we're just waiting for some more shipment, and uh, and that's been a, a it's kind of a hard time too because of COVID. It shut down a lot of things, so it's kind of getting backed up now. So like with our fixtures and even getting um, the model kits in, like uh, there's so few out there right now because all the from China and Japan. All that stuff yeah. shut down, so it's coming it's, back it's up. Bottlenecked, right? and then the whole yeah. Suez Canal thing got bottlenecked. So it's like, <laughs> there's all, like, it's tough to find a good amount of product. So we'll build it out eventually. It's going to be plenty of product in here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it will be fuller as we go. Yeah, I've been likening building this out this location as like uh, when you develop a theme park, where it's like you have all these plans you want to do, but then you kind of need to scale it back. But then you have like you know, so now you have all these ideas you want to do where it's like kind of planned expansion so we can have so you know when we open up it'll be exciting because it's a new store but then you know in the next couple of months like we can announce something else that's really new and exciting um you know like there's a lot of things we want to do that are going to be in this location that we've wanted to do with a second location that are kind of covid dependent mm. um we're, we're expanding out our pinball selection um, but we want to start doing the pinball leagues again and there's just an example um, one of our back rooms we have here, we're going to eventually convert into like, like a party or activity room. We can start offering those kinds of things. We can have, start having more events on the regular again. Um, there's there's a lot of exciting things. I'm sure there's things we can do that I'm not even like, we haven't even considered yet. But once we start <clears throat> being here on a regular basis, like we're like, oh yeah, we can do this and that. You know, once the 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 actual like day to day business kind of settles, like we, we get into what the what that's going to entail. Because that's also part of what's exciting is like, hey, I don't have any data with like, what's going to be our busy days? Like, you know, um, you know, one of the exciting things about being here instead of the mall, like even though our hours, I think we're going to just kind of clone from what we currently have. Mm -hmm. We might be like, hey, there's enough reason for us to be open later. You know, we could start doing like late night gaming and things. So there, there's lots of fun possibilities that are opened up here. So is there stuff that you're not doing at the original location outside of events like but different product and other things that in your head that you're going to want to be doing here yeah actually um one thing we, we kind of going back and forth a bunch with is kind of got touched on a little bit is board gaming again um we kind of got out of that a little bit or all of it uh one because of our friends at nirvana we don't want to you know we were a lot of close and we let them do their thing and that kind of stuff but we saw people ask you all the time for board games and here now we can actually have a larger, we have more space to, to do board games and also to play, you know, maybe a little small organized play or just come out and hang out because we want to make this store more of a community. Like, it's not like, hey, come in, buy something, leave. It's like, hey, play pinball or like have your kids sit at the arcs. We want to have a nice kids section. Like, we're going to have like chairs and like so kids can really enjoy uh, art, the medium of comics, graphic novels. Um, that's why we're going to have that in the front of the store. So, like, one of, one of our biggest problems in the mall was, I was a little, going on a little tangent, I'll get to your answer in a second, is that <laughs> when I see parents go by, oh, that store's not for you, and talking to their little kids, like, well, yeah, sure it is. Like, yeah, there's collectible stuff in here, but it's not collectible until it's collectible. Like, you don't know. You can open your juggernaut figure. You can open your statue, whatever else. But I want to make sure, like, so people see when they're walking by, oh, there's kids' comics, there's kids sitting there. This is a place for my kids to go. But going back to what I was saying, you're asking, we're going to do that. Definitely gaming is a big part of it. Um, and just making more of a community feel so we can have our, um, or we could do like um, graphic novel chats or whatever, that type of stuff. But product wise, we're always looking for something new. We're actually going to bring in, um, uh, the mall's not going to have board games. And we're also going to try to do some uh, nano blocks. That's another thing we're trying to do because Legos are really expensive. Yep. Nano blocks aren't mm -hmm. as expensive, but they're doing, the, there's a lot of like themed products like that. So there's the Dragon Ball, Pac Man, uh, 
Sonic or something. Sonic was on there, Crash Bandicoot, so there's a lot of stuff that ties into what we do. Um, but we're always looking for new product lines. But yes, long story short again, there will be different stuff in here than there is at the March because of space and just because just trying different things out. Yeah, and there's like a couple other things that like, you know, we have to kind of play with when we get here. Like one of the, we got a, a small changing room. Uh, it might be fun to soundproof that and we can rent it out for people who want to do like podcasts or any kind of recording, mm -hmm. like if you don't have that kind of space on your own. Yeah, we would actually have the equipment ourselves and you can rent it for us. Yeah, you can rent it, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it might be, that might be a fun thing to offer, but that's going to be, you know, again, one of those like planned expansions. Because um, mm -hmm. right now, you know, it's a lot of like the, the main bulk of the store is being a store. So we do just need like fixtures and product. So that's what we're kind of putting our, our energy into now. And then, you know, uh, obviously once we get settled in here, we'll start thinking about events like free comic book day and stuff in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys do your own in-store pod, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I in-store in the sense that like people from the store do it, but I record yeah. it from home. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, just because I, I also found it's just so much easier to schedule people's time to like be guests and stuff where it's just like, oh, I don't have to physically go anywhere. I can just do this from the comfort of my home, so. Also nice talking without wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's being comfortable yeah. while you're talking. It's like sometimes, you know, you're, you know, you might not be as comfortable, but if you're in your own home, in your own room, not wearing shoes, you're more comfortable. <laughs> we're open to talk. Possibly not pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We definitely have hey. that no shoes energy. Yeah. I might record from the bedroom, but I'm always wearing pants. <laughs> that yeah, that's the thing. This guy always in bed when we're recording. I'm comfortable. I get to shut the door over so my wife can do other things and make noise, and the cat likes to come in and curl up right by me. It, it's Perfect. very yeah. pleasant. Yeah, I have the opposite experience. If my animals get involved. It's just like insanity. I have to total chaos. I, I, have, I have a baby gate. I need to keep them at the other end of the house. <laughs> oh man, so. Um, Looking back at, at at the past year, uh, you know, because this is obviously, you know, this is kind of in a way, this is like the happy ending to, a, you know, a, a bunch of stuff that happened, mm -hmm. right? You know, like, do, do you remember that day where it came down in March where it's like, oh, we're closing the mall? Oh, March 17th? Yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 got, I, got the, I got the, not the email. I, I was just, I'm, I'm always on my phone looking at, like, you know, at that point, and, like, it, Murphy closed up malls at 2 o'clock. I'm like, it's 11. <laughs> so, like, we got on the phone and called all of our comic customers, but, like, hey, you know, you want your comics yeah, now? Yeah, because it was a Tuesday. Yeah. Because we were like, well, because we are like, well, if we can at least be open to Wednesday, we can get the Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Because we're, we were also talking about maybe voluntarily closing up, like, that weekend. Yeah. But... Yeah, shutting us down. So that's why, yeah, we're like, we called everyone up, like, hey, if you want your book. Like, yeah, we'll even sell you Marvel right now. Like, we got it. We'll sell it to yeah, you, you know. So, so we, we, you know, cause we're just a mad scramble on memory, just like. Well, because you know how it is with comics. Like, if they don't sell them, like, you have, like, the first couple of days, really, to sell them, you know. Because mm -hmm. at that point, so I think, I still think Murphy still allowed strip centers to be open, because yeah. I think, because that was still outdoors. But then they closed about, I think, a week later anyway. Yeah, they closed about last after. week of March. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was crazy. I just remember thinking, well, I guess like Scott was saying, we were thinking about closing up anyway, like that weekend. But like, well, I guess it takes it out of our hands, so we'll just do it. But it was crazy, just like, and then looking back, like not really knowing, like, yeah, it's a year. It's gonna be plus. So like, I thought, you know, summertime, hopefully, everything went, and they're like, no, it just kept on going and going, and we're still going. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, even though we didn't have access to the mall for that little bit, once we we could start, like, uh, I know Becca, Greg, and I. We would split up all of our comic book customers in our three houses, and, uh, and then we changed stuff so like our comic deliveries went, I think, to Greg's house, yeah. and then he would give out the books to like we we'd go pick them up for like what we needed to get, and then we would send people invoices and mail from our homes. Uh, we were able to take like a ton of graphic novels and, and manga and like other product and bring them to our homes so we could, uh, and you know, we took all of our like shipping stuff. Um, so we were able to ship things out. Uh, that's why we did a sale on select stuff. It was the stuff we had physically had access to. Um, you know, just to get people like, hey, you know, you got something to do during while everyone's locked down. You know, we were able to still kind of make some money. And, and a lot of our, I, I will say, a lot of our, our customers really kind of came out for us. A lot of people just bought gift cards. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people were equal reach out to us like, oh, can we just give you money? We're like, well, buy a gift card at least. <laughs> that way, like, you can use it to forward products, you know, when we open back up or whatever. Because then I don't feel, I don't want to, you know, you don't have to, that's the way you can just give us money if you want to look at it that way. But, um, now we had, like, a lot of our common customers really took to, like, us 
emailing them their invoices, paying it online, and then we ship it out to them. Um, that, that really helps a lot, um, all of the online stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't want to get too inside baseball, but like, <laughs> we, we had a surprisingly good year last year, all things considered. Yeah, when we, when we reopened, the first, the summertime, or when we were in, and the, well, oh yeah, I should know, because well, my, should my daughter know, was yes. born yeah. that day we reopened. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. yeah it, was like the it was his first day of planned paternity leave, and then uh, he had the yeah. baby. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I called Scott, I'm like, Scott, I'm, I'm at the hospital, my baby's a week early, so I'm kind of going to the <laughs> store for like a week to help out, because I wanted to, I wanted to be there, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, Scott, back, you take your life in your hands, and me, I'll stay at home, good, you know, type of but thing. We, but we knew that, you know, but yeah, so, was yeah. a surprise there. So, like, that first, so June, it was July, so July, July and August were like, eh, and then September, just were doing better. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I had no, like, and just, I don't know if it was, I still don't know the reason why we did so well. Like, yeah, I can't figure it out. Our December, like, December I get, because I know people were locked up for a while, but like, we had our best December in years. Like, I think it was six years. It was, mm. we had a really good November, December, January. We're still doing, you know, really well. That's what, another reason why we were able to do this, because we had money rolling in pretty well, more than we had the past couple of years. Um, so that helped with that too. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty crazy. Didn't expect it. Did that, did, was part of it like, so September, I think, was when Ten of Swords started, for example, and I think December was King of Black. Oh, no, Ten of Swords did not. Really? Contribute to sales. At least, huh. not off, at least not off the wall. Like, most people that were already getting X-Men books were getting all those books anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I had a lot of people that were like, I don't want all of these extra books. I want just Excalibur or whatever they were getting at the time. Huh. And then, yeah, yeah we have, like... I don't. I, I. I don't. It did not sell well off the wall. I think it was kind of confusing for people that didn't like already know about it um, because it's a thing that went through like a million different books. We can talk about that tone of podcast too. How hard yeah, it is yeah, to get no, comments no, sometimes. Oh yeah. Besides, Marvel <laughs> events drive, drive me bananas. Yeah. Uh, we can save that for another <laughs> another rant. It's but. really weird. It's like you know, I, I'm always looking at like, what we sell and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, we did this much money today. Let me see what we sold. Just just a random bunch of stuff. So it was really nothing. That jumped out at me was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. It was the model kits or whatever. I mean, yeah, this doesn't help. But I really wish we could tell you and ourselves why <laughs> it was successful, so we could replicate it. But I really wish just like people wanted. I'm just hoping it's because we were so loved in the community that yeah. you know, we wanted to help us out. That, that, that's all I'm going to say. So thank you. I think it might just be more people were stir crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> stir crazy because they wanted to yes. support. Yes. Stir crazy for level up. <laughs> oh man, but. So you're, you guys transformed your homes into like shipping and fulfillment centers for yes. a while there. How did your, your, your family's partners, roommates, you know, pets <laughs> feel about oh, that? I mean, mine were fine. I was happy to have something to do. Because those first couple of weeks, like, yeah, thank God Animal Crossing came out the same week. But like, I go crazy like when I have like, no, like I need structure in my day. Like, so it was actually really nice kind of like working from home. You're like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm gonna take my shower, I'm gonna eat my breakfast, I'm gonna walk my dog, like we'll do a nice walk. Then I come home and I'm like, all right, it's time to clock in and or, you know, jog into the thing. I'm like, because we'd have all kinds of back end projects and stuff we could do. I'm like, oh, I could do all these things. We transformed Very Comic Day last year to an online event, so it was fun recording all of the, the videos and stuff for that, which is why, I, it's, honestly, is the reason I started doing the podcast. Because I was like, oh, I can, like, I'm talking to people and seeing things. I was like, oh, I can just keep doing this. Uh, so I do it purely for my own amusement, and once it stops being fun, I'll stop doing it. But like it hasn't, you know. Here I am a year later, and it's, you know we're over fifty episodes in. So, um, no, it's it's been a lot of fun, and just it gives me an excuse to talk about something new every week, and uh, you know, hopefully it's interesting and entertaining for people. I try to, you know, we, we I try to space out the kinds of topics we do. Like I try to do like one comic book, one video game, like one movie or something every month. And then I, I try to also space out like serious episodes we'll have uh, where we talk about heavier topics. You know, one week we might be talking about, you know, LGBT issues, and then uh, the next week we'll talk about like Godzilla versus Khan. <laughs> so, stuff a little bit more frivolous. Like this last week, we, uh, uh, Joey's girlfriend and I, were just talking about like our experiences with Super Mario Brothers. And then someone told me, I was like, oh, I just listened to that. It made me play Mario Odyssey. I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, so get, getting the feedback is always nice. For me, my wife understood, and like I don't, and she was fine with it, but it was a, a tough to keep it clean because I, because I, I would bring all the boxes in my house first. And uh, yeah. the first couple, <clears throat> the first couple ones were really bad because that's when we got all our back stuff. Yeah. Um, because Marvel and DC and all that stuff they had, or I forget. 
DC you know, so we're still getting yeah. some of that point. DC yeah. was still at Diamond. And, and we were, you know, I just I got my first my first shipment at home was like twenty plus odd boxes, just stuff. I'm like, so it had all replaced. But then as since Marvel and DC both did like a little less each week, mm-hmm. and Marvel actually stopped for a little while, and then they did graphic novels one week and comics another week. Yeah. So I was getting less shipment, so it wasn't as bad. But my, my wife understood, and, she, and again, gave me something to do besides watch Supernatural. So I, I ran through you know, <laughs> seasons one through thirteen, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't finish." But um, you know, it, it was it was an adjustment just because just make sure you get things right and make sure I get everything to the right places because you know it's hard to see people because of COVID. So um, yeah, it, it was it was it was a struggle at first, but we made it work, and my wife was very lovingly helpful. So. <laughs> Have you finished Supernatural? Since no, no. I still oh. have like season through 14, I think. So I'm like, after 14, then i got to watch 15 to finish it up. I'll say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was reading, uh, in, in prepping for this, I was reading some interviews with other store owners, and, and a lot of them said that they were actually relieved when, when, when Diamond shut down at that point because a lot of them weren't able to operate anyway because they wouldn't have been able to move the inventory you know uh, they ended up being you know more you know matter about dc switching distributors uh you know out of out of nowhere kind of creating yeah, that, that was much more annoying okay I, that that was kind of what i wanted to to see and now, that and now they've had a third one well, no, they, though, they, didn't have a, they don't have a third one it's the one left so i don't do it anymore and now there's only one again um, no, no, but, no, but I mean, like, they've had three distributors in the last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I mean by gotcha. being the third one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, like, I, I was annoyed because it was just to get the setup for it. And I understand why people were upset, and I understand why. Like, we're giving, we're, as a, as a comics community, are giving money to our biggest online competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that, I, I understand the animosity for a lot of these folks. Um, but I just, you know, I just... I have to roll with it. Like, I'm not going to stop selling DC because I'm mad at DC. Like, people yeah, want I, DC in my store. I'm not going to be like, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't like DC. You're not going to I, I remember, I remember reading stories of comic, books, uh, comic book stories that were like, well, I'm not carrying DC anymore. I'm like, I can't, we can't not have Batman. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it, you're, why leave money on the table? I mean, I wish we were in that position where, like, I could take a principled stand like that. And the like, cool thing is, like, a lot of smart companies got a big boost. Like, not only just, like, Image or Boom, but, like, Scout Comics and Behemoth. Uh, Behemoth? Yeah, Behemoth. Um, uh, I can lose one. But a lot of smaller companies really got pushed up a little bit. Granted, it's still only, like, 1% or 2% of the marketplace. But now these stores are, to their credit, are really pushing really hard a lot of these indie books. And I, I can appreciate that. And I'll definitely try doing indie books. But I haven't figured out that code yet to get more people to buy Hundreds of copies of uh, you gave me, you've given the darkness or whatever that book came out recently last week or whatever. Like yeah. I was reading one of my groups that somebody bought two hundred copies of it and sold through almost all of it. Great! I can't. I don't understand how that works. Cause <laughs> at least for me, I can. I don't. Um, yeah, I can't unlock that's, that yet. That's one of the things. Like I go to like you know whenever you go to a new town, you always look at the comic book store. And like now that you know I'm, I'm part of the business, it's like well, I kind of want to look to see how they handle some of the same issues that we do. No pun intended. But like. <laughs> I always really like the stories that can have like a bigger like indie focus that aren't, aren't as dominated by superheroes as like we are, but like they're our biggest sellers. But like you know, I'm I'm trying to do more things. Like I, we just did an episode of the podcast because uh, someone came in and was like, "Oh, I want to start something new," and I was like, "Well, let's go check out." And there was like all these cool new books that just started. So we you know I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do one where we just recommend like books that are only like two or three issues in at the most." Um, and that are really exciting. I was like, it kind of like, like that stuff kind of reinvigorates my love for the medium. More than like whatever the next big Marvel and DC event is, and, then, and that's like one. Let's kind of pick back what Scott's saying with that. Like one of the things I want to do here, we just got to figure out the space for it. Is have sections of not just like independent, but like hey, you like sci-fi? Here's sci-fi books. Yeah, you we like want to have more like genre, like focused, like or like you know we've already been sort of doing little things like that. Like we have a, it's kind of needed to be stable, but like there's like an Asian on TV section. Like so, I just put Resident Alien in there because I know that just uh, started up. Mm-hmm. But like Umbrella Academy did really well when that show started. Lock and Key did really well when that show started. Um, so some of these, you know, just able to like once this stuff kind of gets into the public consciousness, people are asking me about Invincible now. It doesn't translate into sales just yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like the only time that stuff ever happened before was when a new season of Walking Dead came out, and that's. 15 minutes of fame is, seems to have passed. Yeah, we want to make it as easy as possible for just Joe Random or whomever comes yeah. in, mom comes in, grandma comes in, goes, and doesn't can't get to us for the reason or feels weird or doesn't mm-hmm. like we go, hey, can we help you? Oh, no, I'm just looking. And they clearly oh, yeah. know why they want something. But if they know, like, oh, my kid likes science fiction or fantasy or whatever, horror, like, 
they'll be able, be able to see that, oh, okay, there's a horror, let me grab something that's horror or whatever, yeah, you know? One of, one of the things we were doing on the web store when we were uh, working from home is kind of rebuilt like a lot of like the, the tags and stuff. So if you go to graphic novels, you can separate it by publisher, by age rating, uh, by, by genre, and then you can kind of like go in there from there. Um, but like then there's certain special situations, like a Marvel DC, you can go to like Batman or Superman or whatever, like more, more character specific. But I think I think having a lot, like making that stuff a lot more uh, easy to get to and front and center is going to help push a lot more paper. And like the, the thing that's most exciting about comics, and I'm sure you guys probably have talked about this on the show a lot, is just like how different it is. And like there's something for everybody. It, it's whatever you know. You, you, you're like, I well, comics are just superheroes or whatever. Like no, there's so much more out there, and there's so much stuff that's like intellectually challenging. There's stuff that's like. It's just on an artistic standpoint, it is a stunning to, to, to experience. Like I like I just discovered Orphan and the Five Beasts, so I just discovered James Stokoe, and I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, I, how have I not? He did a Godzilla book. How did I not, you know, <laughs> read that stuff like that? Like, so so and, and looking at that stuff, like I kind of get re-excited in, into into the medium again, and it kind of you know reignites like why we we do what we do. Yeah, like, I remember when I first um, saw Sophie Campbell's artwork. Um, I was like, I'll read anything she draws, and I have. Like, it just, it's yeah. so beautiful, and just, mm -hmm. she, the artwork, she, I just, anything she does, even if it's terrible, I'm going to read it. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> for me, she does a lot of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know, um, you know, like, I've always been an X-Men fan, but as I've gotten older, like, I don't think in high school I would have been reading, like, my favorite book last year was Undone by Blood. Okay. My favorite book this year is Homesick Pilots. I don't know that I would have been as adventurous. Mm -hmm you know, uh, reading younger. So there's definitely stuff out there for, for people who are, are, you know, superhero averse or, or mm -hmm. whatever. Or we'll try something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dip their toe. And Image has just been rolling out new, interesting new number one after interesting yeah, new so number I, one for I the just, past. You know, Geiger just came out like two weeks ago. I loved that. Um, I really like Noctara. Um, yeah, most of the books I'm most excited to read come out from like Image or Boom because I love, I love Once in Future. That was my book for Vic, uh, last year. Um, um, yeah, I've been I've been loving Something's Killed the Children. Oh, that's been so good. Like, see, I, there's a lot of books like that, like that and crossover. I slept on, and now I'm like, oh man, I really kind of wish I got this <laughs> when it came out. Yeah, you know, and, and that's like the, the to its detriment, and where it's you know to its. There's so many number ones that come out that it's hard to gauge what's going to be hot. Yeah. Especially now since the speculator boom has gone uh, up again, and it's I've tried in this store or. To not breed that, I, I don't like that personally, because um, it gets copies out of readers' hands. And I don't care if you get mad at me if you can't buy five copies of my 399 book, which you're going to sell online for 15 plus. I don't care if you get mad at me. It's not my job to give you your stock. Um, yeah, because I love those people like, well, you're going to sell them regardless. So I was like, if I cared purely about the capital thing, <laughs> no one would get them. I would have just sold them on eBay myself. Yeah, exactly my point. Like, like, I'll sell 15 yeah. bucks than the new. Like, I'm by myself to sell it. Yeah, you know, I've like, really tried hard not to get that type of feel in the store. I don't want, I really don't, speculators are fine people, I guess, at some point, you know, but I, they can be a bit aggressive, and I don't want that. <laughs> no, no, certainly, and it, it's, that's been one of the crazier trends to see uh, in the past years, sort of the return of, of, it's not, I'm not saying it's the bubble that it was in, like, you know, the early 90s, uh, yeah. you know, but, like, I remember talking with, um, Bill Haas from Secret Origins, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, I, I like, I'm just, I'm running out of keys, like, because you know they're all doing the, at the time. Yeah. Everybody was just doing online auctions, so it's like all their key books, all their wall books. That's what they're selling online to make money, because otherwise, you know, there's no new books coming in. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, there are still like, you know, new books coming out that are, are like, you, you never know what's gonna just sort of randomly be the the hotness. Like I remember, this might have even been." pre-pandemic there was like an issue of Tom Taylor's uh, friendly neighborhood spider-man that randomly was wow, like, okay. selling out all over the place <laughs> or uh, suddenly I, within the past couple of months uh, an old issue of Teen Titans go not based on the based on the original Teen Titans series that was the first comic book appearance of Red X oh, suddenly yeah, yeah. shot up like 200 bucks yeah, because now they brought yeah. it's like the DC universe yep. proper like I, I, people were trying to speculate on that future state book uh, number one, I guess is what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there was like, here's why I don't understand some of this sometimes. So like DC did that um, future state like number zero, like it was basically just the press release stuff that they already released on the internet. Yeah. And people were trying to like speculate on that because like 
it's the first appearance of the new Wonder Woman. Like, really? Like, <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's just the, the same PNG image they put on the website. Like, it's not a comic book. It's just like interviews with the creators and stuff. So it's like, that's one of those things where like, I don't get that. Why would people like asking for that for that reason? Like, because mine to be made, hopefully, yeah, by somebody. It's uh, it's try hard speculation. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, people come in all the time and like, oh, what's going to be the new book that's going to be thing? Like, hey, if I knew that, I wouldn't. I would <laughs> I'll be rich. But like, that's one of the things I, I explain to people. I'm like, don't buy these as an investment to retire on. Buy them because you want to enjoy them. And if they happen to then be, you know, not saying buy them and throw them out, like you can buy them and, and, and take care of them. But like, and then if it happens to be something that you can resell later or, you know, pass down the line, but like, you know, 99% of comics, cover price, you're lucky, like, you know, 10 years down the line. And a lot of stuff that might be really hot, like this week, once all the people that are going to pay those prices for them, buy them, they'll probably, they might never, they're more likely to never ever go back up again. Let me introduce you to the 30 people outside with their boxes of X-Men number one from 1993 oh, yeah, that's no, on there going to put like their kids through college. We have like a buying none of these books. Like, we just have so many. <laughs> really, look at the nickel. Exactly. I've been death of Superman to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the worst part about that is the, uh, the X-Force number one with the Deadpool card is actually hot right now. It's like 10 bucks. A, like, it's not like super expensive, but like... Uh-huh. Like, stop. Like, just stop. Like, <laughs> no, because that's because Rob Liefeld said that's his rookie card. Yeah, I know. No, I know why. Yeah. Just <laughs> Which is like, also, people. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to disparage anyone, but I don't get the hot like people still being all over Rob Liefeld art. That's another, again another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe, you're not. You're not. You're not uh, as big into comics as we are. Like, I don't know if any of this stuff like. Oh, it, it translates like the why things are like blowing up right now, it's confusing me. Like, cards, like the card game right now. Like, when I was a kid, you know, you went to the con, you bought baseball cards and mm-hmm. all that. You know, you put them in your spokes and stuff like that. Now it's just like, a friend of mine buys them and it's like, he's got a guy who played 20 games and he could sell a card for $60. I'm like, why is this card $60? Packs are selling for hundreds. So you go to like Target or anywhere, you can't find and it's not just baseball. It's mm-hmm. Oh, that's baseball. That's, that's Pokemon. Yeah. Everything. Well, that, cards. The whole card thing is like apparently it's from people just opening up packs online on YouTube. Yeah, so like, they're called breaks. Yeah, so people can't get packs of anything. And again, that's that speculator thing. Too, yeah. you know? and, and part of the the part of the reason is it like, looking at a lot of stuff and because of the shifts of what happened with COVID and other things like that. Um, this is not just a Marvel DC thing. This is everywhere. It's pretty much one run and you're done. Like there's very little extra stock. Like, if I wanted to get a number one of the next Batman, Future State, like, I might have been able to get a little bit, but after that first week, it's on the second print. So, like, they, they pretty much sell enough what they're going to, or they print enough they're going to sell. That's what toys also. It's like, mm-hmm. one run and they're done. So that's what hurts the speculator, but also, or helps spe- with speculation. But now it's all, like, that's why it's like that now. It just, mm-hmm. it's always, it's so, you can't get extra copies of anything. This is a weird Mad Max dystopian future we're living in. Somebody's going to be in their, in their basement with the, you know, co- like comic pages and Star Wars black figures huddling <laughs> on, on a pole. Like, I'm going to, you know, get somebody good after that. Or their flaming guitar. Or whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, no, it really is. It's, it's beca- collective, collectibles have become kind of like a, a sh- everything, everybody thinks everything's a bit collectible. So, that, so they try their best to make it a collectible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's, it's like, it's, the, it's like the Revenge of the 90s. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it's weird. And that's why we have NFTs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how much do... Uh, completely different topic here. Yeah. How much do uh, the in-store events that you haven't been able to do the past year... Uh, you know, does the absence of a free comic book day or, or a Halloween comic fest kind of demonstrate what their their value oh, is? Oh, I, I would say definitely. Um, a free comic book day, we usually make more money than we do Black Friday. Mm. But like, if for nothing else, just like the the more like the, the the mental benefit of like what it does for our community and brings them out. And like, it's a fun day. They're free. You know, we are we're able to bring out a lot of like our local like uh, not just comic creators, but like a lot of like our, our local vendors and artists and, and crafters and creators. 
you know, it's something I've, I've seriously been missing uh, doing. Um, not sure what this year's is going to look like yet. We've been focusing more on the, the new store. Um, I do think we're going to, because of the COVID situation, we don't know what it's going to look like in a few months. I think we are going to, you know, it's going to be pared down from what it normally is, um, which stinks, but it's nice that we're able to kind of to do something again. But if you want, when we actually have something to announce with that, we can come back on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I've missed putting them together and, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I, people ask us about it all the time. It's definitely something I feel like that's been missed uh, in, in our little corner of the world here. Yeah, I always, I was, you know, like you're saying in the beginning, I was always behind the scenes, but I always, I was always at Free Comic Book Day and any of like the, the other events. And we were saying before, even we started recording, like, you know, I would always dress up as something. And it was like, as something as small as that is, I can talk for that part. It's like, it was fun to do. And it was, you know, I enjoy doing it because that community feel and, and people interacting, like people would come up to me, like when I dressed as shipwreck the one time, people would come up to me while I'm walking around the mall, quoting the, like the GI Joe, like the, the fake, like the, you know. Like the pork chop sandwich. Yeah, the pork chop sandwich and stuff. <laughs> they would come up to you and go, like your mother, <laughs> like stuff like that. So you would still get that, and I, like, I miss that aspect. And and you know, seeing the turnout of people, and you know, I still run into people like my, my girlfriend's uh, family and friends who come by, and they're and, and people just always talk about how great it was, and it was like you missed that, and we did it online, and it was cool because I got to be again another part of that. At the time, it wasn't, you know. So behind the scenes at that point, but I was able to participate a little bit, and it felt good to have like people together again. But like, you know, you do miss, you know, actual humans, mm. like actual people <laughs> in in sight in the same room, all there for the same reason, just to have a good time and to, you know, express things they enjoy. It's just, it's just, it's, you know. Yeah, you, you come out to our free comic book day events because it, it's something you you want, not just because like. It's, it's stuff that you like are interested in. Yeah, it's good to be in a, in a in an area where you're around like-minded people. It makes you, you know, yeah, feel I, I, good, feel you know, refreshed and want to like. Again, like you were talking about your the podcast show and like new books. Um, free comic book day. People buy, you know, they get the free comics, but then maybe they buy a book they haven't thought of ever before, and it starts the community again, and then they'll come back the next week. Like, I really like that book. I want to get some more. And it's yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about Image. More often than not, their volume ones are ten dollars, which is pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of gets your foot in the door for the rest of them. Boom has been doing that too yeah. lately. Yeah, Boom's been pretty great. I, I really am enjoying Boom for a while now. <clears throat> uh, so, so with the new store, you know, what is, what's the, I guess, determination of division of labor been like? Like, how do you determine? You know who goes to to which store. First of all, I guess I guess uh, start with this. Like between the two stores, like how how big is your staff going to end up being? Uh, so we're going to have four people. Uh, uh, we're going to have two full time managers, a both a uh, part time manager that floats between both of them, and then each store has two two part timers that like that's their home store. But we'll probably all still share. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there like nine people there? Um, but then we still have, you know, a couple other owners who just like say just do the pinball or just do like, you know, like Greg's been mostly working from home doing the orderings and stuff. I'll be able to, I'll be able to flow just like I'm coming in today. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> like we don't like Greg's not like I'm working, you know, I'm opening today. Unless they really need me, that's fine. Yeah, obviously that's going to be a situation. Uh, in a couple of months, one of our employees is having a wedding that I'm officiating, so it's going to be. Oh, nice. But that's going to be like a couple of people down for that day. But we already have a plan in place for. Yeah, that's been like we're still trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure. I'm speaking about figure out like how to, you know, the order for both stores. How we're like Matt was talking about earlier. Like, what do we do to differentiate each store? You know, it's cool to have the same thing in each store, but I want to, some some things to be a little different. So there's reasons to come to both. Um, that's still a work in progress on my end, just trying to figure things out. <laughs> well, you know, that's gonna be one of those things. Like, where it's gonna be once we start our, here and are open. You know, we're gonna start getting like the data and stuff of yeah. what we're selling and, and how we're selling. Because you know, it might turns out like, hey, a book that sells really bad at the mall sells really good here. You know, we can it, it might allow us allow us to start specializing or focusing on, on different things. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, uh, even though this is the new exciting thing, like there's a lot of stuff we're going to be changing at the mall too. Mm -hmm. uh, since the majority of the pinball games are coming, to he are coming here, we're able to expand out our manga and kids sections there. So we'll be able to have like a lot bigger, nicer sections for both of those. Um, uh, so, you know, they're, they're still going to be, you know, the Hamilton Mall one's also, it's not going to be stagnant. It's, it's also going to be yeah. changing a lot. Mm -hmm. Now uh, you sent out an email uh, the other the other week, kind of gauging or I guess it was last week, gauging yeah. customers on like which uh, store they wanted their their pull at. Did, yeah. You know, have you been able to kind of see yeah, how so, much you have going so where? Been like, I don't know the full number. I mean, I'm one of them, but um, so it's been like half a dozen, ten people so far that came back to us. As I want to, you know, some some of our customers like express like, oh, you're going to be a lot closer to our our you know where I live. So I want to make it as you know one, as easy as possible. Uh, so right now I'm seeing who's going to switch over. Once we have the date, I will send you send those people an email like, hey, by the end you know by the end of the by by the beginning of this day, your books will now be over at this location. Um, so that way you know uh, everyone knows where your books are are going to be. But I want to make the changeover as, as painless as possible, and the way to do that is just by communicating. Mm -hmm. That's been the one major lesson I'm taking from the business in general. And like you can apply it to your regular life. It's just you can't over. I mean, I guess it's not true. You can't over communicate, but like, there's the, you don't be afraid to talk to people. That's mm. been the number one hurdle we've always had to to kind of get over. But you know, because of that, we're all friends and stuff behind the scenes. Like before pandemic hit, we would hang out. Yeah. So, you know, that hasn't happened in over a year. But you know, that's for uh, reasons outside of our control. But that's why mm -hmm. you know my podcast is fun because I get to see everybody. I've been, I've been friends with Sean since we were seven. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the the past two years, you know, we talked about this already with DC, but you know, we're we're seeing comics move away from like the the sort of diamond monopoly of the the previous couple decades. You know, DC's got Lunar now. Marvel announced a couple, uh, couple months ago, or maybe it was just last month, that it's moving to uh, Penguin Random House for distribution. Yeah. Uh, even smaller publishers are, are, you know, out there saying, "Oh, look, now we've got book distribution deals through Simon and Schuster or, or, or whatever." You know, how do these things kind of change change things for for you guys in terms of ordering and relations and having to go through different, you know, channels for stuff? Um, it's it's been pretty seamless for me personally, um, and, and one of the one of the nicer things now is too, is is that a lot of these companies with websites and stuff like that, it's, it's easy to just press your order, send to a certain location, whatever else. Um, it's, but it just now it's figuring now once like kind of got time like once we get the day like I got to figure out how to you know make sure I get the right amount of books at each location. And we'll spend probably a lot more work so I have to go through multiple different companies now. Um, as weird as it sounds, like I kind of wish Diamonds like DC and Marvel to make it a true like competition, not just you know yeah I, I get why people didn't like Diamond as a monopoly, mm -hmm. and I get that, but this isn't really a, like having Penguin Random House with Marvel. Technically, it's not enough because Diamond's going to have some stuff still apparently, and then yeah. uh, I know Hatchet still has the book deal, which I'm, that's still I don't know what's going on. Like, do I have to order graphic novels from Hatchet because mm -hmm. I can't get them from Penguin Random House? That still hasn't been hasn't been. Uh, Hashed out at least on on the retailer, and I don't know what's going on with that. I'm sure they have an answer, um, but um, it, but the good thing about with with Diamond House, it really it seems like they had to change a lot, and we haven't got much information. But they said they're working on stuff, and they said especially the shipping part of it. That's again, get, not to get into inside baseball, one of the biggest problems that Diamond a lot of retailers have is that the shipping was really not uh, uh, transparent. So we don't know if we're getting overcharged or undercharged. But with that being said. Penguin Random House, all these uh, Simon Schuster, all these book companies, they they do not charge you shipping. Um, so Diamond has like to work on that. So there might be a chance Diamond might not do shipping like free shipping again or whatever um, with that. Uh, but it's it's going to be weird because um, I still don't know what the back end looks like for Marvel yet on Penguin Random House. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I know the day's coming up to move over there. But I said it's good that Diamond's still going to have Marvel. I don't know what the terms are going to be yet. Um, so that's good, and we'll be able to get like maybe restock on graphic novels or whatever else through different, through different distributors. But it just makes it, it makes it a lot more juggling, and that's why I'm glad I have staff and other owners who are doing other things. Like so, it would be virtually impossible for me and Sean to do that and run the store and do free comic book day and get and, you know get on the community and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So you know, having these these great team members, you know, be able to do a lot of that, so I can concentrate, or whoever's doing, concentrate on their their things that they're doing. Yeah, specializing, I think, really is, is, has helped us because there's certain like jobs I do versus certain jobs Becca does versus certain jobs Greg does. So it kind of it kind of frees us up time wise, especially some like you know Becca and I like also have to like run the store and help customers and stuff. So like, and that eats you know, not that that's a bad thing, but it does eat up a lot of you know time in the day. Um, but you know, like I said, but I think you know, Greg being able to step back and focusing more on orders and things like that, like that kind of stuff has, has helped a lot. We're able to get a lot more things. And one thing that is kind of nice about certain uh, companies with the, the different, like sometimes you know, like manga is available. It becomes more available to us. Like well, you know, Diamond might be out of one, but I can go to Simon and Schuster and they'll have it. Yeah, manga is definitely exploited again. Like we back in the day, we sold manga back when we first opened in Tilton. Didn't do so well. Same with, same with model kits. Didn't do so well. Um, but model kits and manga, blowing up the past year, two years. Um, it's just, it's it's really cool to see that. I don't make it, I don't want to say make a comeback. I'm sure it's been pretty strong. But to see like this area to make a comeback on that, um, and seeing more people getting into the model kits and. The mangas and and the mangas. It's not like an eighty-year-old man now. The mangas, <laughs> um, but you know it, it's cool. You know, there's again, just like comics, there's so many different types of manga. There's so many different types of model kits. Like there's Dragon Ball. Uh, there's uh, Disney. There's Star Wars. There's uh, Star Blazers. I mean, so so much stuff out there. And then I'm um, you know tossing around the idea, been talking to Becca and Scott about do we, do we want to care like 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 planes and boats and cars, you know, because there you know there's not a ton of people want it, but might be something we could dab our toe into and see if there's a, a market for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's been fun trying to figure things out and it's always learning. Like I've done this for 14 plus years as an owner, or 14 years as an owner and then like being a manager since oh, 2000, like it just, it's cool like going from the bottom to the top and like learning, you're still able to learn new things every day, every year to make things better and you know, to understand things better. Like this whole thing with Marvel and DC, with Diamond, like I've learned so much that I didn't know because of you know being in different different groups of people mm -hmm. with Facebook and listening to podcasts, whatever. It's like okay, now I understand a little more why things are happening this way. I might agree with it, but I understand it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of the fun things that I have to explain to people about you know working in small business is like oh yeah, if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. Like that's one of the things that was I guess nice about corporate when we used to do corporate gigs. It's just like well, I don't have to worry about this and that because yeah. that's somebody else's job. Now it's <laughs> You know, my job or the person standing next to me's job, and we have to make sure it happens. But like, that's been part of the fun, like doing marketing and like all kinds of stuff that I wouldn't normally have done. You know, when I was working at like say GameStop, <clears throat> or you know when I worked at other comic book stores that didn't do any of that stuff, and we just kind of like, well, we're just gonna throw out the books in every week, and that's gonna be it. Um, but you know, I think that's a part of our success is we're able to because we can trust each other, we all know what we're doing like with our specific jobs. And we always look at each other for input. It's not like completely boxing each other out. Yeah, and especially been like yeah. that the past, you know, year and a half, like really getting other people's inputs and like that's why we have Joey on now, like more and Harry and like just we have more input. Everybody's has strengths and weaknesses and um, Yeah, we all have different perspectives on different what, what's cool and perspectives, what's not. yeah. It's it's so bring it back to something else, but I forgot what I was going to say, because Scott said well, like, it's like, probably, but it's not, but yes, exactly. But like, the other way to specialize is like, you know, for example, like, Beck is more into models and manga than I am. And board games. And board games, so I can lean on her uh, knowledge of like, what's trending and like, what's cool, like, what what's going well there. Um, versus like, you know, I could do that more like comic books or something, you know. Um, so it's nice to be able to have like that different, like people with different, like even just different personal interests. Because like, one of the things that, uh, you know, because we just had to hire a bunch of new people, and a lot of people were like, oh, I know about, I play 500 hours of video games a week, I'm a shoe, and I'm like, I don't really care about that aspect. <laughs> I care more, because we can all, like, A, we have the internet, so we can just answer anyone's questions regardless of what you know. But it was like, B, like, I care more about, like, personality, and, like, work ethic, and, like, you know, can you do, like, basic math and alphabetizing in your head? <laughs> you know, and surprisingly, you know, I don't want to, you know, that, that's more like what we look for for working here. But like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I don't care how big an X-Men on, uh, or expert you are on X-Men, you know, that, that's not what I'm hiring people. Yeah, we're not hiring people to argue with somebody about the nuance <laughs> of, like the whole, like the, all those things coming up, oh, who would win, Hulk or the 
God, that, that's, that's my biggest pet peeve like, is that conversation specifically. It's whoever's <laughs> writing its decision will win. Yeah, like, that'd be like, yeah. it's, it's cool you, you might want to have that conversation. It's cool to have that conversation, but it's not your main for, for, for purpose of, you know, no, working it, here. It, <laughs> and and it, is, it, is, it does help if you do have yes. a basis in something. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I can't have that conversation. Someone can come in, like, Dan and I have talked about stuff, you know, you've been a customer. You come in like, oh, did you see this week's episode of you know WandaVision or whatever, and we can talk about like you know, it's it, it is fun if you do engage with that stuff. Um, but you know, it also helps in like someone like, hey, what you know, got any good comic recommendations? And if you're reading stuff, you can you know you can talk about it with a little bit more authority. But you know, if you're working in the store, you pick up enough of it via osmosis, you can kind of get someone where they're going. Um. Are there stores out there that you you look to for for best practices as as you know your plant? Your you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, Harry and I were talking about that last night, and not to toot our own horn, but I feel like we're ahead of the curve. A lot of places I've been to, a lot of stores where it's like, ooh, like that has, this store has an age. Well, like God bless the owner, and they're doing their thing. Like mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not judging, but to me, like I want my this store to look like it's just like a, a legit business, not somebody's hobby, and to want people to like talk to you. Like there's been plenty of stuff walked in, it's like. The guys behind the counter, or girl, or whomever's behind the counter, not talking. Now maybe it's because they're the only employee and they're tired. I get that, or whatever else. But um, I, I do look when I do go to office. I do look. Oh, that's cool. Like that's the whole thing about the kind of how pinball kind of became a thing. Like I've seen a bunch of stores with that, and like we kind of talked about it. And like our, our friend Harry's like, oh, let's put them in there. So, so yeah. So like I, I I do look for best practices best I could, and like I'm in those couple of groups that talk about how they do things. Like a good thing. Um, you're talking to Scott and Becca about like how to market the free comic book day books, how, how much ones we're getting. We're gonna, you know, Facebook polls, sorts, but like you know, the things we can do, we can take. But I really feel like looking at the whole, I think we're really either at the top of that or like really leading the way on some things. Not everything, so you know, we're not, yeah. you know, we're yeah, no, not perfect. I've been, most of the better opinion, comic book stores I've been into, because like I said, I like to look at them uh, whenever I go to a new town or anything. Um, Gods and Monsters in, in Orlando was a recent yeah, place that comes really to mind. Cool. Um, but like, you know, they have the benefit of, A, they're in Orlando, so they're in a bigger city, so they can have, I was like, you know, one of the things I like there is like, they're able to have a dedicated LGBT like section. But you know, that's also a special situation because apparently Orlando's like really about supporting their, their LGBT community since the, the, the Pulse nightclub shootings there. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, because they're in this place where like, movie studios and stuff like they know people that like they have all these really amazing like props and things they have a bar in the back of the store mm. which is made like a like a post-apocalyptic bunker and it's really cool yeah, it's really awesome. but as far as like the stuff that like we can emulate there i'm like i think we're a little ahead of the game they have an old they have the same star wars pinball machine we have there and they have the old jurassic park one which we just got the new stern one but like uh as far as like they're they're, more, they're on a much more primitive pos system I would, you know, the guy was nice enough to show me about that so i'm like oh yeah you know, I live up in you know the comic book store up in New Jersey. You know, we were talking about that stuff. But like, you know, there there are things also like there's just wall to wall like you know, just tons of like tight aisles. A lot. I mean, they have a lot of product, but like personally, it's I'm claustrophobic and like it's too much. Um, not that we're trying to say like oh we're not going to have a lot of books, but I, I like the more open uh, air uh, kind of thing we, we we generally try to go for. It's a little bit more inviting in my opinion, but. There's been plenty of cool like, places. The one solution I've never seen anyone do is like a good way to really display new books. Because um, I've yet to see like, I mean, we, we use the, the bins, which are fine. But like, there's, I don't know, it's gonna be less of a problem here in Summers Point because we have our own like air system. I'm not worried about like, we, we can't control what the mall's doing. Mm -hmm. So because of that, like humidity and stuff becomes an issue and sometimes books will bend. But like, I've never seen like a real solid solution for like keeping books like really it's pretty like yeah. tried and true like either yeah like the wired shelving the old like wood like they got from skyline designs which unfortunately not business or like i've seen a bunch of those do some of these vinyl acrylic ones but like there's like the three ways i've seen it i haven't seen it any other way like i'm sure somebody's doing something different but i just i don't it's a, it's a tough like so i say it's that's, a weird that's thing. like the comic book stoner's white whale <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um as we're we're kind of winding down here what is what's a book that's come out the past year that's sold really well uh, in the store that has surprised you? I I mean, real recently, Geiger did. Um, we sold out of that in the first couple of days. Whereas, like, similar number ones from like similar level creators, like Noctara, we didn't sell as many. Mm -hmm. Berserker, Berserker did okay. Um, all things considered, but that had a lot of. 
Keanu Reeves hype on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one that was like really surprising, and uh, I'd say Geiger's the most re- the most recent one that comes to mind. But like, you know, the Batman Fortnite book selling out was not surprising because <laughs> it was a really low run and it comes with Fortnite stuff. Um, I heard there were a lot of stores that under ordered that. We were one of them. Yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> There was no, like, I didn't see any, like, promotion for from D.C., and it's like... Well, all the problems is all of a sudden, I suspect, in the last week, they started advertising it in Fortnite, because all of a sudden, everyone in the whole world needed to get one. And because of that, like, again, with all the speculators came out, which is amazing, like, how dumb people think we are, because we were limiting it one per household to be like, well, we need to get in the hands of as many, like, fans that are actually going to want it. Because uh-huh. someone would come in like, I want five copies, and like, no. Because you're just gonna you're just gonna try to sell them, but then someone you know would try to call us like three different times and like give us different names, but they all have the same last name stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> are they doing voice work too? <laughs> I, I, I'd have to talk to Becca. She was the one that was that was handling that. But it's like this is if you're on the level, this is really suspicious looking. But like, you know, it's it, just one of those things. But a lot of image stuff has been doing really well. They've been giving uh, supporting retailers a lot, a lot of their new number ones are like. Uh, risk-free, that, like the, you know, whatever you don't sell at a certain date, you can return. Mm-hmm. So it kind of frees you up to me and be like, oh, you know, maybe I was only going to get one, like, you know, five of these, maybe I'll get ten, something like that. And then if it sells well, you know, then you know, like, hey, you know, this is a new thing. Uh, hopefully it does well. But yeah, yeah, Geiger, I think, is the most recent. For me, just kind of looking, kind of, um, while Scott was talking, like, I think for me, I was really surprised by uh, Last Ronin. Like, I know it had a lot of mm-hmm. promotion behind it, but like our turtle numbers are like, I think we have 10 or 11 subs, 12 subs, so it's not a ton. You know, we very rarely saw on the wall, but like, tur- like uh, last we sold like, I think 80, 90 copies of the Oh yeah, and, and second and third printings are still, we're still selling out. Yeah, so that's, to me, that's one of the ones that surprised me the most, because we mm-hmm. do so little in the regular turtles book. And then uh, what is a, what's a book coming out that each of you is excited about? So I should have something like that offhand. Part of the trouble <laughs> is uh, all the comic weeks start blending together. Sure, yeah. Because you know, we have to order books two months in advance. I make the books each week. We have to pay attention to the numbers of the books that sold last week all simultaneously. Um, let's see. Like, I'm more excited for, because um, the way I am personally with, with my comic collecting, I have a couple of criteria that it needs to hit for me to keep getting it. Okay. Uh, one, I need to be excited for the next issue. Two, I need to want to own it forever. So my pull list is actually pretty light. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I've really, really been enjoying Noctera. That issue two of that just came out. Uh, this, this new Scott Snyder, Tony S. Daniel book. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that. Um, that's one of the books I'm most looking forward to uh, month to month. Um, I really like Spectre Inspectors. Uh, a, because that name, I'll never come from anything half as good as that. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's been fun. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, John and the Impossible Ones. Oh, you know, uh, Ultra Mega has been selling really well for us. Too. Yeah, that book mm-hmm. is also awesome. Issue two just came out. I have not had a chance to read it yet, um, but it was not what I was expecting. And every single person I've sold it to that I know has told me like, "Oh my God, this is really good." Added to my pull list. So yeah, Ultra Mega is a good one too. Um, but yeah, as far as like 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 new new books that haven't come out yet, I'm not sure. Personally, I'm pretty hesitant to get like overly excited for for new things. Um, I am looking forward to uh, Fantastic Four Life Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I wouldn't say like I'm like over the moon hype. I can't like wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've got one, Greg. I'm trying to think. Like you said, like I, I'm so like used to like reading older, like I can't say older stuff, but like because uh, I, I was say, oh yeah, I was really big. And like one of the books I was really hyped about was um, it's only I mean. That's like seven months old, but like uh, Seven Secrets has been fantastic. Um, and honestly, like as weird as it sounds, I know people have been down in DC. I'm in, I'm liking like what they're doing, like with their books. And I know it's I know it's more like you know Batman and everybody else, but like <laughs> I, I like how like trim, they're trim their line down. It seems like it's a little more cohesive. Um, but I I was actually looking um, yesterday actually uh, when the news dropped about the uh, the Conjuring prequel mm-hmm. from DC. I'm like and apparently they're doing a horror new horror. Um, line, not, not Hill House, but something else. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, I like The Conjuring. This could be kind of cool. So I guess that's the one I'm probably most excited about, I guess, right now, because I saw it yesterday. It's fresh in my head. <laughs> Recency but, bias. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm down with that. Like, I appreciate them with all the bad press they've been getting. Like, they're at least, seems like, seems like the DC people are trying to do it, where it's like above them, not so sure what they're trying to do. 
the people who are left on the ECA, I think they're really, I think they are trying to work with what they have, so. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, final question as we're wrapping up, uh, how can people uh, follow, you know, follow the shop online, find it, all of that? Um, levelupentertainment.com is our main website. It's got links to the podcast, there's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, on Facebook, we're just Level Up Entertainment. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I think we're like LVL up underscore ent. Um, but yeah, if you go to levelupentertainment.com, uh, that'll have everything in it. The podcast is uh, called Level Up and Friends. Uh, it's on our YouTube page. There's the video version of it. Um, and then we're, the audio is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Amazon Music, and uh, Spotify. Um, and if there's some platform you guys think we should be on that we're not, our store email address is contact at levelupentertainment.com. Um, we're located in the Hamilton Mall, uh, and the second location will be in the Summers Point Ocean Lakes Plaza, um, next in between Five Below and uh, Dollar Tree. Yeah, behind the Applebee's. Yeah, behind the Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Come see us after lunch, <laughs> whenever we open. <laughs> All right, Scott, Joe, Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. That's it for this week's show. As a reminder, WMQ&A is part of Comics XF, meaning you can find this podcast along with our sister podcasts, Battle of the Atom and Chris's On Infinite Earths, and a ton of great comics criticism at comicsxf.com. You can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at ComicsXF.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support WMQ&A at Patreon.com slash WMQComics, where a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes, shoutouts on the podcast, and a customized bonus reading column written by Matt Lazowitz, built around the character, creator, or theme of your choice. A $2 donation gets you a free random comic in the mail from my collection. A $3 donation gets you a slot in the Comics XF staff picks, and a $50 donation lets you advertise on the show. Big thanks to our patrons, Charlie Davis from the Match Club podcast, Robert Secundus from Toxman at ComicsXF.com, Carla Pacheco from Marvel's Spider-Woman series, Lan M from Lan's Vids, and Asimov Fangirl, a.k.a. the loyalist content consumer. You can follow WMQ&A on Twitter at WMQComics, me at Daniel P. Grote, Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013, and ComicsXF at ComicsXF. And until next week, remember that one time Pete Wisdom stopped a vampire invasion from the moon. W-N-Q-A. W-N-Q-A.